your eyes to the skies. It's time for Spaced Out on 95 PFM, thanks to the Stardome Observatory and Planetarium. Space chat with Josh from the Stardom. How are you? Yeah, well, okay, well, how's it going? Good, Good. as mate. You surviving school holidays? The busy yeah, peak yeah. season for the Stardom. Surviving, just drowning in kids, so we're surviving. Mm-hmm. Who likes space more, boys or girls? Oh, I reckon it's a bit evenly split. It's just the nerdy ones, either gender. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's the nerdy ones that we end up at BFM. But we'll take <laughs> yeah. them. What's your number one activity for the uh, school holidays that, that the kids love doing? Um, oh, I mean the planetarium's really cool, but it's actually the rockets. Um, we launch rockets out the back because it's you know a nice sunny day and kids mm-hmm. just uh, go nuts. Are they Mentos yeah. and Coca-Cola rockets or what? No, they're just water-powered rockets. So we got like a um, like a diver's tank where you just use air pressure and then yeah, do pretty decently. Yeah. Okay. Pretty fun. Different sound when the cat's removed, I'm sure. <laughs> What's going on in space, bro? Uh, we've got a couple of things. We've the uh, NASA's fixed Hubble. We've got um, billionaires going up into space. Uh, SpaceX is continuing their massive rockets. So, a few things. Now, uh, the, the Hubble telescope is in orbit around Earth and has been up there for like 30 years. Mm. Um, do we often go up to it and actually do physical repairs on the outside, or is it all... S- based you know on earth our sort of uh, repairs to it yeah remotely um we we did for quite a while because hubble was designed to be repaired and upgraded mm. um so there was about i think it was five servicing missions um since it was first launched in the 90s uh, but the last one was actually and i believe it was 2009 was the last servicing mission so since then um nasa they retired the space shuttle so they actually haven't had a way to get back to hubble so it was kind of the final repair mission. Um, so everything that's kind of we've been doing with it since then has been remotely. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, pretty pretty lucky that they were actually able to kind of fix it this time again without having to go to it. Okay. Because there's a new satellite, uh, sorry, um, telescope that's sort of launching, eh? That kind of one with the big weird gold stuff on it and whatnot. Mm, James Webb. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So that's kind of like the successor of Hubble, and that that's mm. just going up in a couple months. Um, fingers crossed, it's been delayed. Um, but yeah, that is this kind of. I guess considered the successor Hubble much larger and kind of more capable and modern. Looks glorious, um, doesn't it? Yeah, it looks really bloody cool. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, Hubble is really iconic, and it would be pretty sad if we lost it even now. Um, but yeah, pretty pretty stoked it's still working. What sort of stuff is Hubble doing at the moment? What sort of projects has it got? Oh, that's um, it's, it really depends. Like it, it, it gets basically astronomers. They kind of hire it out, so they put in like time slots. Basically, say for well, you know for this day or this hour. Uh, we want to look at this object, and Hubble will do that, and then send the data down. So it's a whole array of things. Um, but it, it started snapping photos just days ago when they actually got it back on, looking at a couple of galaxies. So yeah, it's always always something different. Okay, and it just sort of it it has its own little kind of secretary, and they sort of invoice invoice the person millions of dollars or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Very very expensive to operate it, but um, <laughs> yeah, you just you just bid for it and you get a little slot. Speaking of expensive. Rich people in space. <laughs> Pigs in Yay. space. Um, aren't we all stoked for that? <laughs> now, the Simpsons once again uh, predicted correctly, and Richard Branson is the first man into space. Mm. Well, first billionaire into space. Yeah. So, um, did, you, did you two watch the, the A little video bit. It, it's, yeah. um, I didn't know, really know what to make of it because it just looked like some people in one of those planes that goes up and down. But yeah. Uh, to be fair, it kind of was that. Um, okay. 
there was a lot of talk of saying, oh, well, he didn't actually go into space because the space plane went up to, I think it was 86 kilometres, but mm. we kind of usually typically consider space starting at 100 kilometres, which is called the Kármán line. So Okay, so shame um, out a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just, you know, another 10, 15 k's, he would have been there. Um, but, I mean, you know, they were high enough to, you know, start to see the curvature of the Earth, and the sky would have turned black. Um, and, I mean, you know, geez, I would have gone, but... Uh, yeah, it's a very, very expensive thing. So it's going to be kind of interesting how they make it a business model, I guess. Do they get five minutes of floating around? Yeah, it's something like four or five minutes of zero G. So that's when they, you know, it can actually float around before the plane then, you know, heads back to Earth. And that's when they strap back into their seats and everything. So it's not, um, it's not continuous. It's not like astronauts on the space station who are in constant zero g it's really mm. just for a couple of minutes um such a but, tease yeah, like cool. four or five minutes you're like oh my god i've got to make the most of this also Literally, yeah so get, get your iphone out get your photos like does it do they yeah. go anywhere like is it like all encompassed with like a trip from la to england kind of thing no they're called some orbital flight so it basically flies up from one place and then the capsule kind of hovers in space drops straight back down and the capsule lands pretty much in the same area so it doesn't really take them anywhere it kind just of just takes them up straight up and straight down basically they should be linking it in with actual travel i mean that would be pretty cool because imagine yeah. if you could cut you know flight times you know, across the pacific like, totally you know, bring back the concord man like, yeah. <laughs> i reckon yeah hey nasa's working on something similar so maybe one day i'm sure they are i mean look at all these ufos around me <laughs> <laughs> they're working on something yeah, <laughs> now spacex starship super heavy booster has uh fired its engines for the first time yeah, that was that was just today actually. Um, so it's kind of they've they've got a, like a big test booster, which is something like 70 meters tall. So if you imagine like something the size of roughly a 25-story building, you know, turning on its engines and firing, it was just a static fire. So they basically just turn the engines on and off to see if it's you know not exploding, um, and it didn't. So yeah, eventually, probably within maybe a month actually. Um, you know the big Starship, the one I've been talking about, the one that flies up and flies down, sometimes explodes? Mm -hmm. That one's yeah, that'll be on top of this booster, and that booster will actually get the Starship into space, and then booster will fly back down and stow Starship eventually. But Where's um, the Starship aiming to fly? Um, well, the first flight is just a sub, well, not suborbital, but it's an orbital flight, so it actually just fly up from Texas, orbit the Earth almost once, and then it'll land off the coast of uh, Hawaii. Um, so, yeah, pretty much a single orbit, um, but it's, yeah, it's just a test flight eventually, so that's probably going to be in August, hopefully, um, and then from there they'll actually keep them in orbit. Is it just for getting heavy payload into outer space? Yeah, it's, I mean, one of the things... Why did you look at me when you said that? <laughs> that's not cool. You've got to pay by the pound for those things. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it, it is to get large amounts of things into space, because that is the biggest cost is the weight of something you pay basically literally per kilo to get something into space right so if you can send huge amounts of things in one launch you're drastically reducing the cost but um the ultimate goal of these rockets again just a billionaire thing is to for you know spacex specifically is to eventually send people to mars and you know colonize mm. mars and that requires you know sending lots of stuff there so well, could we i guess that's the end goal kind of just treat mars like a sort of a of jail, you just send heaps of people you don't <laughs> like. Like, like the Australia of space, you yeah. send off all the convicts. <laughs> oh, history totally repeats that. Yeah. Uh, just on that billionaire situation and the poundage, um, so will the billionaires be paying by pound for Richard Branson's thing or is it just for the seat? And what if, like, what if it's a super big fat billionaire, which I imagine might be a couple? 
I'm not really sure how the pricing works because I, I looked at um, the flight that Jeff Bezos, he's doing one tomorrow, someone bought a ticket for it and they paid like $28 million for their 18-year-old son to go on it. So Holy crap. Yeah, rich dad paying for... Is that the age space. limit? What was that? Eight, is it 18, like 18 and above? And is there like a height restriction, like Knott's Brew Farm roller coaster rides? Or? I mean, not as far as I'm aware, but interestingly, the one tomorrow with Jeff Bezos is... You know, I don't want to talk about him, but the, the passengers he's taking, it's an 18-year-old, so he's going to become the youngest person ever to go to space. Yeah. Um, and they're also taking a 82-year-old, um, and she's going to become the oldest person to go to space. So but both the youngest and oldest on the same flight at the same time. Yeah, but kind of like you said, is this going to be Guinness World Record type stuff? Because it's technically not actually space, because it doesn't reach the 100. Oh, well, the, actually, the one tomorrow, Jeff Bezos... Bezos' rocket, his rocket does actually pass that 100k mark, okay. um, okay. so that, yeah, they are, I guess, will technically be going to space, so yeah, there's a bit of record breaking there. Is right. Jeff's uh, rec- uh, record, uh, rocket, pretty safe? Is, I haven't heard too many um, stories of his test flights. Yeah, it's, um, I mean, this is the first crewed one, so it's flown something like 15 or 16 times, and they've had no incidents so far. So. Is it not related to Richard Branson's one? Or is it a different one? No, different one. So, Sorry, yeah, Richard Branson has, like, his own space plane, so that right. kind of takes off like a plane yeah. and lands, whereas uh, Jeff Bezos' one is on an actual rocket, so that mm. flies up. Yeah, but more Elon capsule. Musk. Yeah, and then the capsule comes back down. So they're kind of different systems doing similar things. Okay. Um, whereas, yeah, Jeff Bezos' one kind of technically goes into space. Does his capsule come down with a big parachute? Yep, pretty much. It just Yeah, the, the booster launches the capsule, goes up, Can you buy down. all the shit to make his thing on Amazon? Or like <laughs> For deliveries in the future, I'm sure. <laughs> I'll make real quick. Hey, tell us about Nafetu or Matariki. What's the sitch there? We've got a prize to give away, actually. Oh, awesome. Yeah, we've got um, kind of wrapping up our shows for the month. Um, we've had a really good run of them, just lots of sold-out shows. Um, so yeah, if anyone kind of wants to get into those last shows for the next couple of weeks um, or for the end of the month, um, really great intro to Matariki, of course, which we just had. Um, I've got, yeah, a, I've got a little paragraph here. Sit back, that, sit back, relax in our reclined planetarium seats and take a final friendly journey with our presenters as they share the astronomy. See, yeah, we Mat- say sit back and relax, but don't relax too much because people always fall asleep in the show. <laughs> Do you think, how many people are like, can you tell if someone's real stoned at the planetarium and you, are you just like, fuck yeah, bro, kind of thing? Um, yeah, we can usually smell it. And usually with, with the, like, Tuesday night, we do, like, laser light shows. So, yeah, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> All right, uh, Josh Sorry, from the Stardom, thank you very much. All uh, right. We'll look forward to speaking with you in two weeks' time. All right, speak to you then. Kakite. Cheers, mate. Bye. Control, we are docked. That was spaced out on 95BFM, thanks to the Stardome Observatory and Planetarium. Chuck us a text, 5395, if you'd like to go to the Stardome and have a look. 